Welcome to the Exploring Leadership Podcast, where we interview experienced HR leaders and executives to define what the most effective leaders are made of and how to help underperforming leaders transform into the best they can be. Brought to you by Lumen Leadership. Now, here's your host, Spencer Taylor. I'm very excited to have as our guest today, Justin Hatch. Justin is the CEO of Reach Reporting. Justin, why don't we just uh, start there as far as uh, what your business is all about and love to hear the backstory of what uh, what started this whole thing. Oh, yeah. Good question. So the genesis of, of Justin Hatch, I, I started a business. I uh, was 21 years old. My dad said, uh, you know, he, he kind of coerced me into starting a business. He felt like uh, when I went to business school, uh, it would be much more relevant to me if I had had some experience in the business world. And I thought that was really wise. Uh, at, at the time, I was a little bit confused. There's been times in my life that I've been a little bit confused about that. But but now looking back at that very much younger self, uh, I think that's that was a really wise bit of advice, especially maybe for me. Uh, when I went to business school later, it was infinitely more relevant because I, I felt some of the pain of business school. And, and, uh, what was, what was interesting was my business was, it, it was, it was hard. I, I really struggled. Uh, I didn't, there's a lot of things I didn't understand. There's a lot of things I didn't even have a basic understanding of. It was very much a feast or famine. It was very much a, a PL driven, not balance sheet driven at all. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't look at the assets and liabilities, uh, like you do with a lot of other businesses and, and, uh, or, or, uh, should or could with different businesses. And so what I, what I experienced was a, a very distinct, um, effect from that. Uh, years later, I was, I, the business started to do much better and, and, uh, we were in, in great shape, but, but years later, uh, I was headhunted by an oil and gas company and worked there for almost a, a decade as one of their VPs. That's what actually brought me down here to the U.S. I'm, uh, I'm Canadian by birth. Uh, and and uh, so they transferred me down here. We opened up an operation in, in Utah. And about three or four years into that, I started to get that itch uh, to say, I just, I'm a builder. You know, I, I really want to build. And it's, it's not that I need to use my hands to build so much as I want to create cool stuff. And we started to look at um, exactly what, and and it, you 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 draw back to where the pain is, and and uh, I I looked back, you know, a dozen years, and at uh, the pain that I was experiencing when I was running that small business, and we started a, effectively we started a business that created and enabled people to have analytics at their fingertips so that they could understand where they were. It's, it's absolutely critical that we understand exactly how our business operates right now for us to be able to make those actionable goals. And then often what we find is that we don't actually want to be millionaires, quote unquote. What we find is we want the business to be doing this. I want to be able to pay myself this. I want to be able to afford more time with my family, more time in the shop, more time, more time on the, on the slopes, whatever I want to be able to afford those things. And once you start to really distill it down into exactly what you want, we find that we can accomplish some of those goals much easier than we had 
previously thought. And so that's kind of all, was all the genesis of, of where reach reporting started and came from and, and what, uh, what caused us to get into this crazy and, and super competitive analytics space. Well, it's a great story. I mean, I just, it's, it's a, I think it's very often the case and helps with the momentum and the focus. If you yourself have felt the pain that you're trying to ease it's just so much more relevant. And and it also helps when you're doing the market research. You can say, okay, this is what I experienced. I wonder if anybody else is experiencing the same thing. And so you can go with really more direct questions instead of the market research that says, hey, uh, so what do you think I should do? Actually, back then it was a Canadian accent. It was, it was me and my Canadian accent. Hey, uh, hey, what, uh, I was walking down the street eh, and uh, we were... <laughs> <laughs> we were thinking about running this new project and I don't know, just wanted to run it by you, eh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the only one allowed to make fun of Canadians because I'm literally one of them. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, we've had, we've had a lot of fun building this and, and getting the, uh, the company developed in such a way that it, it can distill those metrics down. So it can be actionable, but but what the hard part is is doing it in a specific way that uh, you can do it rapidly, uh, you know, without without you know having to spend hours and hours and hours. And that's that's where I work with some of the most talented humans on earth in in our in our clients. We our our clients are the ones who actually distribute the reports, and so our clients will take these reports and they will add their like magic touch to it, and that's where it really becomes phenomenal. So far, in just the, the few minutes we've been talking. I've just picked up on your very positive energy and you're enthusiastic still about your business, even though you've been in it quite a while, like you're not just in like autopilot, what leaders have impacted you and helped create that in you. Uh, because I, I think uh, we can all draw lines back to probably multiple people, both of what to do and what not to do, right? On kind of both ends. Uh, but what, what comes to mind for you on that front? So there's a couple of uh, specific individuals that have played a major role in helping shape me. Uh, and, and they're, they're individuals who have taken uh, a liking to me, uh, good or bad, uh, you know, through, through, through thick or thin, I should say, you know, they, they have just, they've just supported me and, and they, they've reached out to me periodically over the years. And, and in times when I thought I'd never see or hear from them again, they've, they've now gone on to such great and amazing heights. Uh, they'll message me out of the blue and just say, hey, how are you doing? And they're not looking for money. They're not looking to invest. They're not looking. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're killing it in their own sphere. They're not trying to sell me on something. or They're, they're just genuinely trying to figure out who I am. And, and literally how I'm doing. And they don't ask the question. Uh, you know, it's, it's so much more of what are you up to now? What's, what's your life like? Uh, it's, it, and, and it's not even, is there anything I can help with? It's, it's more, tell me more about that. What's that like? Is it, is it interesting? Are you in, and it's, and it's, and it's not like a, receiving a call from your mom as much as we love those. This is very much more tactical discussion. It's, it's tell me what you're dealing with. I mean, what's this like? Who, who are, and, and have you thought about da, 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 or, or have you considered this? Uh, and, and those are the kinds of conversations that I have absolutely loved. So, so in terms of specific individuals, uh, that's been, that's been really hard to nail down, but it's, for me, it's, it's, uh, 
looking at some of the people who have been very influential in my life and, and trying to consistently draw things from them. Otherwise, what I'll say is, as an addendum to that, is I'm a firm believer in, and there's the, you know, the image of the, uh, of the, it's usually a father and son, and, and there's the image of the father, and and he takes a, a little square of himself, and he gives the square to the son. The son's missing that one square, and the dad's missing, you know, a hundred squares now. Or you know, it's just, it's like, it's, it's, it's just that generous giving. Uh, while the image is is grossly incorrect, it's it's fascinating as a principle because what it teaches is that there's something you can learn from anybody, and and I have made a, a, a legitimate effort through my, through my entire life to say, I don't care who it is. If it's somebody I'm sitting next to on the bus, great. If it's somebody I'm, 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 I've run into in some place, how, where, how do I glean something from them? Because I know they know something that I don't know now and may never know unless I can figure out how to glean it right now. And so I've, I've taken this, this fascination with, with meeting people because I've always tried to glean something from them. And that has played a major, major role. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I, a couple of phrases that I wrote down, or I guess descriptors, um, deep curiosity and caring is one of those, I guess, a couple attributes that really stood out to me as you're just describing this type of leader that reaches back to you and is genuinely interested. They're not, like you say, they don't have some alter, ul- ulterior motive. If we're making a list of those attributes that make those types of leaders great, what, what are we missing? You know, it, 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 that's funny that you ask because because what are their attributes? Uh, you have to be humble. I mean, the problem, and, and it's not humble as in as in you know submissive or like or you know you're you think you're lower or lesser than somebody. What you have to do is you have to realize that other people have big lives, and and to each of us, we're the hero in our story. And and so sometimes we get so caught up with our story that that we're we forget about some of the things that are real around us. And, and so if I can draw myself out of that for just a second and say, and, and look around and say, okay, who could I, you know, brighten their day? And, and I don't mean like emotionally, you know, you know, give some fake compliment of, you know, I, I really like your earlobes, you know, like, like, like it's, it's something where you, where you can go to them and, and genuinely lift them. And the fact that these people have done it to me tells me that they have that, 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 that humility that they've practiced throughout their lives. And, and it makes me wonder if that's why they're so successful. I mean, a couple of them are phenomenally successful, successful in a way that uh, you don't meet people like this, that, 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 whether it's this kind of money, the, the way their family relationships have worked out, the success that they've had in their business, it, all of the above uh, in, in their uh, interpersonal skills, in their community. I, I mean, it's been fascinating to observe some of these people. One of them is a close friend of mine that lives right now. He lives in Vietnam and, but he formerly lived in uh, uh, Taiwan for years. And, and prior to that, he lived in Spruce Grove, Alberta, and he he and his wife babysat me when I was a wee lad. So why he would be nice to me, I don't know. I mean, I I I am confident that if I was you know seven, eight, six, three, whatever, I was probably irritating. I've had several of all of those ages, and they're very irritating. 
<laughs> in the best, in the most loving, you know, wonderful way possible. But, but the fact that he's taken this liking to me and, and had this willingness to consistently reach out to me, hey, I'm in the US, you guys want to go together for dinner, bring your wife, okay, that'll be so fun. And and then he'll ask these probing questions that, that are that are out of a sincere and pure uh, interest for me and my my situation. So so that humility certainly plays a, a major factor in it. The mentor mentee thing has got to go away. I mean, that that's just such a, it's such an arrogant perspective in because anybody who's, who's looking for a mentee, they're not trying to be generous with their stuff. What they're trying to do with their knowledge, what they're trying to do is show how all the people that they're mentoring uh, it's and and often you get what you pay for in situations like that. Uh, it, it's now now coming in and providing that same level of assistance and help and generosity without the titles. That's classy in business. So often when you're looking for a leader, often the best leaders don't consider themselves leaders. They are just creatives. They're just people that have a vision. And, and what's fascinating about that is people that are willing to be creative, they, they can get a following. Uh, I, you know, uh, like when we're hiring people, the number one thing we care about is creativity. Because I don't care if you're a mathematician, if you can't be creative. If, if you're going to give me stuff that I can just go find and, and it's, it's been, you know, it's been done a million times before. I want stuff that's really interesting and really creative. And, and so often what, what you, you'll find with, with people who consider themselves leaders and, and consider themselves mentors is they're, they're looking for some fulfillment that they're trying to receive. And so often what the case is, is they're often not true leaders or true mentors. And they could be so much better if they would just spend a little less time thinking about themselves and a little more time just trying to make the world a better place. Uh, and, and, and we all, I mean, you know, one of the things that I, I, I have to add to this is we're all this person on both sides. We are all this really creative, really helpful, really friendly, really loving person to some people. And we're also this mentor leader, you know, to other people. And, and so what we have to do is just try to shift the tide a little bit more to that one side, more in our lives. So I can't, I couldn't say that there's one person. I mean, you could go to Ben Franklin, who is like the coolest dude ever. And, and you could pick him apart for, oh, well, he shouldn't have done this. And that was stupid. And the way he treated his big brothers, what a jerk. And, you know, he was so disrespectful and he made these commitments and he broke those commitments. And when he lied and, and had that pen name, that was that was lying and he shouldn't have done that. And putting those letters on his brother's porch, that was wrong. You know, like we could totally pick Ben Franklin apart, but, but what we have to do instead is we have to realize that we're, we all suck. First of all, we're, we're all useless, but what we have to do is constantly be trying to create more things and add more value in whatever way we can. Uh, the best phrase for that is lift where you stand. Love that. Yeah, and we got to adapt. I mean, if you don't adapt, the world will pass you. You have to adapt. I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. We have to be adaptable. 
And, and I think that's one of the things that is the coolest about this new upcoming generation is they, they have this phenomenal capability to adapt. I mean, call it, call it what you will. I mean, uh, you may call it uh, dopamine addiction and, and that's great, but we're all addict, addicted to dopamine in, in some way or another. I'm just addicted to it in a different way. And, and so for me, I'm looking for my hit this way. You know, we all judge the guy who, who's, who's uh, doing the hundred foot tabletops on his motocross, but because he's crazy, but he's just getting the same, same dopamine that you and I are getting just in a different way. And, and so kids these days are so much more adaptable. They're so much more capable of, of, uh, you know, moving perspectives and shifting, shifting point of views, which is, I think, cool. I think we're entering into a really exciting part of uh, human existence. So let's let's tie this all together best we can into some type of an action step that those listening hopefully have felt uh, I'm I'm confident have felt inspired to do something already. But if you could choose just one thing, a few of the things that I kind of wrote down to try to distill down again back to the sincere and pure, true mentorship, creative genius. Uh, too much time thinking about themselves on the the dark side of leadership, so to speak. Um, we're all both of those people at one time or another. We all suck <laughs> at one time or another. Like, what is the to do? What's the action item out of all that? Would you say if there's one thing that stands out to you? Absolutely. Uh, it's um, without a question, the number one cause of success is grit. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. No matter what, it's grit. Thomas Edison should have stopped at a thousand, not 10,000. He should have stopped at a thousand because everybody would have said, Tom, you've done more than any of us would have ever done. And he said, absolutely, definitively, no way. I am never going to stop until I figure this out. I know that I can figure it out. So believe in yourself and apply grit like you've never applied it before. When you get punched in the ribs, apply grit. When you have a great day and you have something amazing happen, grit. When, when, when you're on the ground, feel like you're bleeding out and, and you're hemorrhaging and, and life sucks, grit. Don't, don't, don't give up on your dreams. Wow. Amazing, amazing interview. Thank you very much, Justin, for being my guest on this episode. I hope that those listening have felt deeply inspired as I have by probably many pieces of what Justin shared and that you'll take that lesson to heart of not giving up on your dreams continuing forward in that place of, of deep curiosity and sincerity, sharing yourself in the way that uh, is the true you is genuine and, and has a positive influence without looking for recognition or reward kind of a, a deal. Uh, I think that's uh, one of the things that really stood out to me. I'm recording this little after part several hours after the interview, and I'm, I'm still thinking about those points and considering how I can do better in those areas. So I hope you're kind of having a similar internal process that all of us can walk away from this episode better for it. And I, I believe that's uh, must be the case because Justin dropped a lot of value in this interview and I'm so grateful for him. Again, Justin Hatch has been the guest today, CEO at Reach Reporting. If you want to learn more about Justin and his business, 
Just go to reachreporting.com. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Exploring Leadership Podcast. To access free videos, leadership tools, case studies, tutorials, and more about how to engage your leaders at the next level, visit lumenleader.com. We'll see you next time.